Okay, good morning everyone. We're going to be starting a new sugya today, a new topic. The topic is um, entering into a house of worship other than a shul, a house of worship other than a Jewish house of worship. And the Gemara, the, big, the, the Mishnah begins, the, 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 um, the sugya begins in Mesech HaVadazor, which is interesting. We don't often coincide with the, uh, the Daf Yomi. But in this shir, and next week's shir, Mitz Hashem will be coinciding with a lot of the uh, concepts that are being learned in Masechta Vodazara. So let's begin. We thank the Eisenbergs for sponsoring the Sunday morning shir. <clears throat> and we'll begin with the sugya. So where this topic begins, and the shala actually is more common than you might think. People are going on vacation, and they want to, uh, they're touring, they're touring Europe, they're touring different parts of the world. They want to know if they can enter into other houses of worship, other places of worship. So the, 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 top, the, the, the topic often begins with a piece from the Rambam in the Pirish HaMishnayis. In the beginning of Avodah Zarah, the Mishnah of Avodah Zarah and Daf Yun Aleph says as follows, Irshi Ishba Avodah Zarah, as you know, if you've been learning Daf, or even if not, there was a uh, halacha, takara, that was instituted that one is not allowed to do business. One is not allowed to do business with a non-Jew on the holiday of the non-Jew. So if there was a certain holiday where the Jew, where the non-Jew was celebrating a certain, a certain um, holiday that you know, on that holiday the non-Jew would worship and have extra worship. They would come, come to a, their house of worship and pray and, and worship in, in whichever way that they would worship. So you can't do business on the day of, the, of that day, on, on, their, uh, on their holiday. Not only that, but you can't do business even three days prior to the holiday. What, on the, what possibly could be wrong we're doing business with uh, with a non-Jew on their house. You're not you're not worshiping anything. You're not you're not agreeing to anything that's uh, related to Avodah Zarah. So we're concerned. The, 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 the Gemara and the Mefarshim already explained. We're concerned that the person is going to get a big business deal, and because of you, they're going to go to the house of worship and they're going to increase their fervor and their praying. They're going to mention the shame of Avodah Zarah. So you're going to be almost like a catalyst. To enhancing the shavach, the praise that goes to the Avodah Zarah. It seems a little bit far removed, but you see how far Chazal went in order to keep us uh, concerned and uh, careful with giving any credence or praise to Avodah Zarah, even if it's not being done by us, but it's being done by a partner, being done by a business uh, associate, by being, being done by someone who we're doing business with. So the Gemara actually starts by saying, meaning the Gemara of Odazar, the, the Masechta begins by and three days before, three days before the, the, the day of worship, you already have to be careful with doing different types of business transactions. It's obvious that on the day of worship, you certainly have to be very careful. That's how the Masechta begins. The Masechta continues, and on Dafir Aleph we have a Mishnah that says as follows, an ear that uh, houses a that has a place of worship, a city. We, we, try, we try, find it hard to imagine a city that doesn't have many houses of worship. So we're talking about a, a city that has a house of worship. And uh, so the Gemara says, you're allowed to do business on the, the city's holiday. You can do business with the people who live outside the city. Because each area would worship their, um, their Avodazar in a different way. Worship their Avodah Zarah in a different way. So therefore, if, if the city itself has a house of worship and they worship their god or gods, so you could do business with the people that are somewhat outside the city because we assume that one Avodah Zarah is not compared to another Avodah Zarah and each locale serves their Avodah Zarah, has their own holidays. And therefore, so long as you're not doing this business with the people in the city that has their particular Avodah Zarah, it's allowed. Yishayish ba'avodah Zarah, chutzah la 
So each locale has its own laws. And so long as you're not doing business with anyone who's from a particular locale on the holiday of that locale, it's not a problem. That's what the Gemara is dealing with. And then the Gemara says as follows, what's the halacha of going into such a city? Can you go into such as... Aser, one more time. Mahu lelech l'sham. Can you go into that city? Are we talking about on the day? Can you go into the city? The day that they're worshiping. There's a big day of worship. A mass. And so, are you allowed to enter into the city on the day that it's clear that that is a day of worship? Now, I know what you're thinking. Almost like, can you what, are you, what are you... what are we trying to say? You can't go into Manhattan on Christmas? I mean, that's what it almost sounds like. So we'll have to read the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, If you're going on the derech, and it's clear that the only reason why you would be going on this road is to get into that place. In other words, sometimes you can go on a bridge, the bridge can end up in three different places. But if you're going on this derech, and it's clear that the reason why one would be going on this derech is to go into that city. And on, in that city, on this day, there is a holiday that they're worshipping of the Zara, that it's also. But if the derech can take you into many different ways, or you can go through that city to get to another derech, to, get to, to go further on your way, then it would be mutter. So you see... The Gemara, the Mishnah Yisrael Avodazar are very, very concerned. Not even so much about worshipping Avodazar. You're not worshipping anything. But either one of two things. Either we're concerned about what it looks like. Maybe we're concerned about some type of marasayin or chashad of what it looks like to go into a city where they're having a big day of worship for an Avodazara. You can't make it, you can't do anything that even makes it look like you may be participating in such an event, number one. Number two, maybe, <clears throat> it's not just a chashad, but maybe we're concerned that if you are in the city when there's all this pomp going on and all this Avodah style of worship going on in the city at that time, so then uh, we don't want you to be nearby because a person can be nimshach achar ha'avodah A person can be nimshach achar A person, can you see a movie? I think there's a new movie coming out. Mel Gibson's putting out a new movie. Right? I don't know if they said, right? With regards to, to pa- The Passion, whatever it's called. Right, right, right. We don't, we, the sequel. The sequel. It's like Superman the sequel. So he has a sequel to his movie. So I'm not, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worshipping anything. Uh, but is it, is it a possibility that you can go in and you could be Nimshach Achar Avodah you can be nimshach. You can be drawn towards the avodah What? Okay. So we'll have to see. So listen. So on this mishnah, the rambam has a very important line. Very important line. This is where the sugya begins. The rambam in the parish of mishnayis writes as follows: <coughs> On the fourth line, <coughs> a person should know. Everybody have it. We're looking inside. Second Maramakam, the Rabbim and the Pirish of Mishnai, is the beginning of Masech Davodazara. The Tirach Yodeilacha, Shakol Ir Shal Uma, any city of a nation, Sheyihi Elohem, Ba, base Tifla, Shehu, base Avodazara, any city that has in it a house of worship, below Suffolk, without a doubt, Osoha Ir Osar Lavar Babakavana. You can't intentionally go into that city. We're not talking about going into the house of worship. We can't even go into the city. But Kol Shekin Ladurba, certainly it's obvious 
Forget about passing through. You can't, certainly can't live in such a city. You can't live in a city where there is a house of worship. Besides, of course, the shul and the base medrash. We're talking about another house of worship. However, us now, the Rambam writes, this is already almost, uh, you know, eight, nine hundred years ago. We, unfortunately, don't have the ability to make these decisions. We don't have the capacity to decide whether there's a church. You've noticed I didn't say the term church yet because we still have to figure out whether a church is a base of Odazara. So I'm just using the general term of base of Odazara. But we don't have the capacity, the ability to decide whether there's a other house of worship besides a Jewish house of worship in our cities. So we're on Usim. We have to live somewhere. We're not, we can't, you're not, we're going to live. We can't live in the desert. Can't, there's no place to, we'll die in the desert. You have to live somewhere. So therefore, Beniskayim Banu, the Ram's so poetic and, and sad here. It's, it's, it's Beniskayim by us, the Pasuk that says, V'yavadetem in the Torah, V'yavadetem Shom Elohim Acherim. And you'll be in, you're going to be in Golos, you're going to be in a different city, and you're going to worship other gods. The works of man, of, of, of sticks and stones. So then the Ramam writes the last line. This is the halacha about a city. Because the Mishnah says, what's the halacha of going through such a city when they have a house of worship? So if you can't live in a city that has a house of worship, but nowadays what can we do? din atzmo. So the, the, the house of worship itself, forget about the city in which the house of worship finds itself, but the house of worship itself, obviously, who usur lanu kemat lirosa. It's, it's kemat, it usur, it's forbidden to look at it. Because you can't certainly you can't go into it. Now, that's the Rambam Parish Mishnais. That's where the sugyo is often begins. This Rambam. Coming off of the Mishnah, the Rambam says, you can't even live in such a city. Certainly, you can't enter into a base of Odazara. You can hardly look at it. Kojikin, you can't enter into such a city. The Ritva says the same thing. From the Mishnah, the Ritva writes, it's obvious that if you can't go, if, you, if we have to be concerned about going through the city, using it as a path, what it's going to look like, certainly to go into the house of worship itself. Forget about the city in which there is a house of worship. That's for sure going to be a problem. If you look at the Ritva in the fourth Maramakam, we'll take questions in a moment. Also, certainly if the whole Shaila here is going into such a city, so certainly to enter into the house of worship itself, we'll have to see what the Ritva says. The Ritva also makes the natural jump to not enter into a house of worship. This is what the Rishonim say, the Rambam and the Ritva, on the Mishnah that discusses going into the city in which there is a house of worship, so you can't go into the house of worship itself. What's the reason again? So we mentioned two possible reasons. One reason is because of what it looks like. It's a Maris Ayin. It's a Chashad. And number two, it's because of the possibility of being Nimshach Acharav Zara. Number three, the third area in which we have to be concerned about going into a base of Odazara, there's another Isodaraisa that not only can you not worship of Odazara, that's obvious, you also can't derive any benefit from any of Odazara. So if you want to go into a base of Odazara in order to enjoy the pictures or enjoy the, the, um, 
the, the architecture, that's a third problem of Hanoa mi Besavodazara. So there could be three potential problems of going to a base of Zorah. As we mentioned, one is Chashad Marasayin. Number two is a, a possibility of being Nimshach Achar Zorah. And number three is the possibility of getting, which will happen, getting Hanah from the Avodazara. Those are the three issues that we have to look at in discussing this Sugya. Uh, Matisio. I mean, I'm guessing that, that when he's talking about going into a city, he's talking about a place that's dominated by something that's Even like the old city in Yerushalayim. Right. right? You can't, I mean, so he, again, he says, we're Anusim. We're Anusim. Anusim means we're in a situation that we prefer not to be in. We have to live somewhere. So we're not going to give up the old city because there, there are right. houses of worship there. Is what, he's, what he's talking about, would that even apply to the old city where really the anchor for most people is it's a Jewish place? Right. Good question. Right. It's a very good question. I, I'm not, I, it's a very good point. Very good point. Dan. Um, few of my customers are churches, so they're the most profitable ones. Right, they always are. They, have a lot of money. they always are. Uh, so, what's the other exceptions to the rule? <coughs> yeah, good. That's that's obviously one of the things that we have to discuss. Yes. Where do reform shuls? Good question too. The Gemara in one place says you have to be more careful going into a place of minus than a place of avodah if you're chased by a lion, it's better to go into a base of Abzor to a base minus. What's a base minus? What's a, what, how would you describe a base minus? Base minus is a place where they would uh, philosophize against, uh, you know, against uh, different aspects of what we would call Orthodox Judaism. Maybe you can call a reform, sh- maybe you can call some type, that type of shul a base minus. On, on the other hand, are you praying in the base minus or are you just going in? We'll have to see. We'll have to see where it fits in. We'll have to see where it fits in. Yeah. Yeah, me here. Sakana, which should, especially in the Middle Ages, there might have been a Sakana to a Jew to go into a, into a to go in. To go okay, okay. So then, uh, okay. So then, the, 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 we're not going to. I'm saying we're not going to argue about that. If there's a Sakana, then for sure you shouldn't. Go in. For sure you shouldn't go in. <clears throat> yes. I think so. I think so. Yes, yes. I'm not sure if reason reason one for sure is the rabbanon. It's a chashad. I don't think it's a chashad or raisa. Reason two is a shaila. You can't put yourself in a situation where you're going to be drawn towards the avodas or that could be a doraisa. We have to figure out what pasuk that would fall under, right? And reason three for sure would be a uh, would be a doraisa. So there's one derabbanon, one doraisa, and one in the middle. One in the middle. That, that that's a little bit unclear. Sam. <coughs> Why? Why would that be? I mean, is, are the Yankees? Are you asking? Are the Yankees of Odazara? <laughs> that could be. I don't think so. It might be a bit of Torah, but I'm not sure if you'd call it Avodazara. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Right. We have to, that doesn't have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a, a, a real, a, a definite problem. So first of all. I think what's, what's clear, whatever the reasons are, there are not multiple reasons. Multiple reasons. A person cannot go into a base of Odazara. Dan already is asking, are there exceptions to the rule? Are there exceptions to the rule? We'll see exceptions. We'll see some Rabbanim who felt there were exceptions. The question is whether we hold like those Rabbanim. Are there exceptions for Hafsid Mamon? Are there exceptions even for Sakana? 
See, Dan was saying you shouldn't go in because it's a sakana to go in. Let's say it's a sakana not to go in. Let's say that's the only place that you can hide is in a base of Odazar. Is that allowed? In other words, generally we assume, not we assume, we paskin, Yaharag Vayavar, when it comes to Avodazar, there are three. Yaharag Vayavar by Avodazar might be the most chamer. Might be the most chamer. What do I mean the most chamer? You have to give up your life for Giliyah Rayos, Avodazar Shvechaz Damim. So how could one be more chamer than the other? The answer is, what about a situation where you're not just going to save yourself if you violate the Avera? Everybody agrees, if you're zagun to your head and you have no other choice but to either kill someone and live, or live, kill someone or die, right? You can live by killing someone. You can live by worshipping Avadazar. You can live by violating uh, the laws of Gili Arayos. So you can't... Yeah, the law, I mean, if, if one were to under duress violate one of those Averos, he would not be held responsible. Because under duress, you're not held responsible of Pitora. That's what the Rambam says. Anus Rachmanapatre. But if one... But, but if you were asked the Shaila, the, 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 the Rav would say, Yaharad Vayavur. I mean, it's a difficult Shaila, but that's what the Rav would say. You have to give up your life. That's the halacha. But let's say you can violate one of these averas, not just save yourself, but you could save many people. That's all. It's Rabin. We actually have. We may have. We may have an. Ex, we may have a, a, a source for this. What's the source? No, but the, yeah, but, but, my, but I'm hiding myself to save myself. Let's say I can worship Avodah and somehow through that I can be a spy, let's say, or I can kill some terrorist, and as a result of that, because of that relationship that I'm going to develop, I can save many people. Not just saying I can save many people by killing. If I kill this Jew, the Nazi says, the Nazi says, either you kill him, or I'm going to kill a hundred of you. So in that case, you're violating Ritzicha not to save yourself. You're violating Ritzicha to save a hundred people. Where do we find that? There's a Yomtev coming up. What's the name of the Yomtev? The Yomtev is called Purim. It sounds like someone actually violated Gilead Rios, Esther, by living with Achashverosh, who was married to Mordechai, in order to save the Jewish people. So it sounds like it's allowed. We don't say that Esther did the wrong thing. We say Esther did the right thing. Some Achronim say, no, Esther did the wrong thing. The only reason she did it is because Apiruch HaKodesh, Mordechai told her that this is what she should do. So she had a, it was an exception to the rule. But it wasn't like if someone asked the Shaila that that would be allowed. That would be allowed. That's a, the Shavos Yaakov was actually asked the Shaila. Very sad Shaila. There was a group of Jews that were traveling and the, you know, the, whoever it was, the Cossacks or some other anti-Semitic group were going to kill all of them. And one of the women said, somehow convinced them, you can have me save the people and that's exactly what happened and they raped her and uh, or, or not even raped her she, she, was, she did it willingly in order to save the entire group and she saved the entire group so that's a tzadikis she followed Esther that's Esther HaMalka the Shalad so what's, what's the Shalad it was, it was post facto they didn't ask the Shalad before him they were over. you didn't text your rabbi you know, and say is this allowed but what happened was is she allowed to continue to live with her husband that's a that's a difficult Shalad right and she did it willingly. It's true she did it in order to save the people. So that was it. So in that Shiloh came up. Is, is, let's talk about Lechatchila. Is, is that preferred? Or do we say no? Gilead Rayos, we're all going to go down. So the Mepharshim often say Gilead Rayos is actually, you can, to 
to save the rab- to save yourself, you have to violate Gilead. You can't violate Gilead. But to save a rabbin, now the question is, how many people are a rabbin? How many people are a rabbin? So to save the rabbin, whatever, however you define rabbin, Gilead. But Avodah Zorah, I don't think we allow. I think it was one of the early chief rabbis, not Rav Kook, one of the others, maybe Untaman, I'm not sure, who, who, who had a piece on this, and he said, however, he, he, he proved it from different sources, Gilead Rayos you can do to save the Rabbim, but Avodah Zorah is too core. Avodah Zorah, even to save Rabbim, we don't worship Avodah Zorah. Yeah. So like in the Crusades, I think they have documents where the Jews ran into, like, I don't know, some fairly friendly Christian priest or whatever, and they ran into the church and hid them there. We're not talking about... The, the, here, the, the question is not just going into a church. The question is worshipping Avodah Zarah, right? We have to... So I was just bringing that... You know, can you do this for Sakana? Can you go into a... I don't, I don't want to say church yet. Can you go into a base of Avodah Zarah to save yourself? So the question is, can you... Can you wor- first, can you even worship Avodah Can you worship Avodah to save the Rabbi? So we often find that Avodah Zarah, we can, we can suggest that Avodah Zarah is worse than the others. Worse than the others. Could be killing someone, you're allowed to do it to save the Rabbim. Why? Because what's the reason we don't, we're not allowed to kill A in order to save yourself? Because why is his blood, right? Why is my blood better than his blood? It's a Svarah. But, but it could be that if you have a thousand people, so maybe a thousand people's blood is redder than one person's blood. It's not redder, but it's, it's more. So the question is, how does that play a role? Avodah Zarah could be by Avodah Zarah, we say. Avodah Zarah, that's the, that's the red, that's the, I don't want to say red line, because it seems like often red lines are not really red lines. But that's where, that's where the, we draw a line, we say Avodah Zarah, even to save the Rabbin, that's, we don't go that far. We don't go that far. Now, of course, you may have heard the Shia by Shnei Alayman, Rabbi Dr. Shnei Alayman, about the author of the Nishmas Kolchai that we say on Shabbos was written by Harav Peter, one of the Baliatosis, that apparently, um, which is probably not true, as he, as he says in his Shia, but there's a, a lore about the, this Rav Peter who, was, who, who had to... Uh, no, it would be much earlier than that. I'm sorry, much, much earlier than that. Much earlier. One of the Tanoim, not, not from the time of the Baliatosis, one of the Tanoim who somehow... Um, he, he, he ended up... Uh, um, so disguising himself as, a, as, as someone who followed uh, Jesus and was part of the church and eventually he became the Pope and, and somehow in order to save Klal Yisrael. You ever hear that story? Yes. You have heard the story. Yeah, it's probably not true. It's probably, it's probably not true. Even Dr. Lyman says it's probably not true. But there's a, there's a, there's a you know, there's a whole lore. They, they say stories. So there, there are actually books written. We're not sure if the books that are written are, are fiction or, or, or real. The same with like the Maharami Prague. You know, it's probably fiction, you know, as we know. I don't want anybody to go into convulsions now, but that's it's probably fiction. <clears throat> Not the Maharami Prague. Did I say the Maharami Prague? The Golemi Prague. The, Golem, the Maharami Prague is not a fiction. The Golem by, that was made by the Maharami Prague is, is, uh, is probably a fiction. So let's get back to the story. How far do you go? Dan asked the question, what about for Hafsid Mamun? Can I go into a church? I'm not going to worship. I'm just going for Hafsid Mamun. I can, and it's clear that I'm going in for that reason. So the Hashad reason probably doesn't apply. So everybody knows I'm going in with my business partner. Maybe it does apply. I don't know. What, what people, how do I know that Dan's not going in for some other reason? What do I know? He's not getting Hana from the church. That's just the place where his, his business meeting is taking place. Could it be Nimshach Acharav Zara? I don't know, maybe. You walk, you see a beautiful picture, you see someone, you know, you see, you know, a crucifix, I don't know. You know maybe, maybe, I don't know, it's not so clear. 
So we have to figure out, you know, how far, what's, to have this issue, we have this, so many different issues related to Avodah and then we have something that we're discussing here about going into a base of Avodah Zarah, where you're not worshipping anything, but we have these, these side issues, this chashad, the hanah, the nimshach, the, the nimshach, Achar which is the reasons that are given of why we can't enter into a base of Avodah Zarah. Where is the museum? That's a good question. Is the museum... A place of worship, or is it just a place where they have artifacts of things that were worshipped? It's, it's not a place of worship. So again, it's not a place of worship, but you still have to worry about the. You don't have to really worry so much about the chashad that you're worshiping, but you are going to get hadna. Perhaps there are people there worship because there are. They're there, so I don't know if you might have to distinguish between something that's a base of Odazara and something that's not a base of Odazara where people may worship. People can worship outside in the parking lot too. It doesn't make it a base of Odazara. So good. So let's let's go a little bit further. Not only that, we also have to figure out. Okay, so now that we know the Rambam is very adamant about Kamat, you can't look at the base of Odazara. Certainly, you can't enter into it, right? What's the base of Odazara? What's the base of? It's a place where it's a place where um, people worship some religion that is defined as Avodah well, the reason I say it like that is because it could be there could be another religion that's not Judaism, that's some form of worship that's not defined halachically as Avodah Zarah. Now, there aren't too many like that. There aren't too many like that. For generations, 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 the type of worship that other people were doing was called Avodah Zarah. You worship the moon, you worship the sun, you worship this, you worship, you worship the cows. There are many different types. That's called Avodah Zarah. But what if you believe in one deity, one powerful... Islam, that's, I think, the only one. That, well, not necessarily the only one, but it's only the most popular one. Where you have a, a god, they believe in one god, and they have a false prophet, and they don't keep the, the mitzvahs the way. It's definitely a different type of worship that we do. But in terms of the prayer, and the worship of the god being itself, that's probably not, about, might not be about the Zara. I don't know. Well, there's no imagery, right? So it could be that that might not be Avodah Zarah, in which case, this discussion doesn't apply to a base where Muslims would be praying, because if you don't define Islam, or there's, there's different forms of Islam, right? There's, there's Christians, there's, there's Islamic Christians. So we're talking about the Arab Muslims. They have their one deity, one God. So again, we don't pray like that. We don't worship like that. But this halach of going into a base of Avodah Zarah might not apply to a mosque. Might not apply to a mosque. Okay? Could be. What about a church? What's a church? A church is a place where Christians um, pray. Christians worship. So the next question, we probably the most important question we'd want to ask is, is Christianity Avodah Zarah? Because if it is, then the base, the house in which Christians worship a church would be a base of Avodah Zarah, which gives all these halakhas would apply. And they would have to figure out other exceptions to that rule. As Dan is just asking, as we're all trying to figure out. Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? That's a good question. That's a good question. You have to really try to understand. We have to get a scholar of Christianity in here and try to understand what is Christianity? What is it? They believe in one God? What exactly do they believe? You have to figure that out. So the Rambam says, because of Victor's question, they have some type of um, worship other than the one God. There was some type of relationship without going into every detail, because I don't know every detail, but there's one relationship of not just God who is in, who's, uh, who's, who's, the, who's the, the, the powerful being, but there's another human being who take, took on this godly figure. His name is Jesus. 
Right? So, that's called Avodah Zarah. The Rabbah says it before us in the Pirmash Perish Hamashnayas. If we can take a look, I'll show it to you inside. In the Perish Hamashnayas, Osvavs, Da, Shazu Ha'uma Hanitzoris, Hatoanim Tanis Mashiach. If you have the Christian religion that has the claim of the Tainus Mashiach, is obviously talking about Christianity. Nikol Shini Kitotehem. All forms of Christianity, because they've blurred the line between the one God and this other form, or this other person who becomes God-like, and the worship happens not just to God, but also to Jesus. Therefore, Kulam of the Avodah Zarah. They're all of the Avodah Zarah. In which case, the halacha of heading into a base Avodah Zarah, and many other halachas, by the way, also would apply to... Christians into Christianity into a church. For example, when I say other halakhas, for example, there's a halakha that we hold, Meikar Hadin in the Gemara, that wine that is manufactured, owned, manufactured by a non-Jew, um, you cannot, not only can you not drink, but you can't derive any benefit from it. Why? 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 We have many similar halakhas. For example, uh, Pasakum. Bread that is baked by your non-Jewish neighbor, you're not allowed to eat. Right? Food that is cooked by your non-Jewish neighbor, you're not allowed to eat. So wine that is made by a, your non-Jewish neighbor, you also can't drink. What's the reason for all of them? The reason for all of them is because, you know, if she makes a really good soup, we'll go to her house, she'll come to our house, we'll invite the family over, we'll play in the backyard, we'll have a barbecue, they'll make food for me, they'll, they'll cook things for me, they'll make this great bread for me. Even if it's 100% kosher, it's a problem of chasnas. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be the cause of assimilation. Eventually. It takes time, but that doesn't, doesn't take so much time. Right? So the same reason why Pasakim is a problem, and Bishalakim is a problem, Yayinakim is also a problem. We're not concerned at this point that the, the guy actually worshipped Avodah Zarah by swishing his hand, which was an old form of worship. They do it in some places today as well. But uh, it's a chasnas problem. But if it's only a chasnas problem, then bishalakum, you can derive benefit from, you just can't eat. At pasakum, you can, you can derive benefit from the bread of the nanju. A nanju brings you over bread, says, thank you very much, that's so sweet of you. And then you don't eat it, you sell it to your other neighbor. Right? You can be the conduit, you can sell it to the other non-Jewish neighbor. No problem. You can get derived benefit from Pas Akum, you can derive benefit from Bishal Akum, but you can't derive any benefit at all from Yayin. Stop, what we call Stam Yayin. We don't know for sure that it was worshipped, if the person worshipped Avodazar, we don't know that. But what we do know is that there's a Chasmus issue, it certainly can lead to wine probably more than food. I don't know. Depends on your, you know, on what your interests are. So the Gemara says, based, I'm sorry, Tosfa says, you know why Yain is also Asabahana? It's because in addition to being a problem of, of Chasnas, there's an additional problem of Avodah Zorah. Maybe it's Avodah Zorah. Maybe, maybe this wine was, 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 was used in the worship of Avodah Zorah, which was definitely something that is done much more than, it was done much more then than it is now, but it's still also, wine is often used in forms of worship of Avodah Zarah. In which case, that's why Stam Yain is not only Asa Bishtia, but it's also Asa Bahana. So the Rambam writes, wait a minute, it, that really depends. If you have wine that's, manu- that's made by a Nanju who we know for sure is not an Ovid Avodah Zarah. The Rambam says, Yishma'elim. This is where the Rambam says it. Yishma'elim. Arabs, they worship Allah. They worship a different religion entirely, but one God. It's not Avodah Zarah. It's something else, but it's not Avodah Zarah. If someone were to become a Muslim, 
if a Jew, I don't know, actually it does happen, believe it or not. Someone converts from the Jewish and becomes a Muslim. So, I don't know if you'd call him an Ovid Avodazara. You'd call that person a, someone who's not keeping Torah. He's doing many Averis. Is he worshipping Avodazara? Not sure. We'll have to see. It could be something very interesting, the Binyan writes, that it could be any other religion is Avodazara for a Jew. It just might not be Avodazara for the non-Jew. Very in that there could be different standards of what we call Avodazara. We have our way of worship. So to become any other religion, it's called Avodazara. But for a non-Jew who's worshipping that way, that's not called Avodazara. Binyan Zion talks about that. We'll see that. One second, one more second. So therefore, the Rambam writes, now we have to look, when we talk about wine, if the person making the wine, the non-Jew is making the wine, is an Obed Avodazara, then his wine is also Bahana. Because in addition to the chasnas issue, there's also an Avodazara issue. Avodazara is also Bahana. But if the person making the wine is not an Obed Avodazara, so then it's only going to be also Bishia, but it's going to be Mutabana. So the Rambam writes, in the fifth Malamakam, Ger Toshav, Let's say you have someone who's not over the Zara. Ger Tojav is someone who keeps Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach. He doesn't worship other, other gods. Right? But who should keep all of Sheva Mitzvah? He accepts the seven Mitzvahs. K'mon Sheva B'yarnu. Yeinu, his wine is also B'shtiya. Motobahano. V'chein kol akum she'einu oved al Zara. Any guy who doesn't worship about the Zara can go on. Elu ha'yishme'elim. So their wine is also b'shtiya. Why is it also b'shtiya, by the way? Why can you not drink it? Because you still have the you still have the intermarriage assimilation issue. That applies whether you're the nicest, most God-fearing, monotheistic believing non-Jew in the world. You still can't drink the wine because it's still a chasnas. So long as you haven't converted to Judaism, I can't marry your daughter, and you can't marry my son, right? So, so therefore that. For sure will apply. But it's, it's not also Bahana because it's not about the Zorah. There's no about the Zorah aspect. However, look at this last line. But those who worship about the Zorah, even if we don't know for sure that this wine was used for about the Zorah, said we have to be careful, we have to, we have to be, we have to take uh, we have to be machmir, and therefore they may also yenam also bahanoya. I will have notesim, and the notesim. What are the notesim? Presumably, notesim are Christians. All the avodazarein of v'stam yenam also bahanoya, also bahanoya. And by the way, the Rambam says something very interesting. Then we'll take some questions. In the seventh Maramakum, the Rambam, had, what gives the Rambam the right, the ability to decide? You know, did, did he really understand what Christianity was? In order to be able to paskin that it's about the Zorah or not, Rambam writes the seventh Maramakim in the, in the letter of the famous Igeris Rambam. Rambam writes one of the great lines that the Rambam, <coughs> Rambam have written. Karati binyani about the Zorah kula. I read all the books that about the Zorah that, that were around at that time. He went to the library, he read all the about the Zorah books. Kimdumali shalom nishar chibur ba'olim b'inyin zebeloshin aravi. I think I've read every single book on Avodazara out there. You know, he, he slept about two and a half, three hours a night, if that much, on his donkey when he would go back from, from you know, from, from, from the, uh, where he was in Egypt, not in, in, in Egypt, uh, was in Egypt? Is that where, yeah, in Egypt, to, to the Jewish community. That's when he would sleep, on his donkey on the way back. I don't think they had such a, a comfortable donkey either. So he writes, he had to have been gotten, if he's reading this much, the Havanti, the Yuvarti, the Sovdaito. So I, I actually am a good person to speak to about the laws of Vodazar. This is what Ramam writes. I read every book. I read every book. Every book that was translated into Arabic, I read. And 
I come to the conclusion that Christianity, all forms of it, is Avodah Zarah. And therefore, what I said earlier, that you can't go into a base Avodah Zarah, would certainly apply to a church. For why? why? I'm not worshipping the Avodah Why can't I go in? We already said three reasons. You're getting Hanah. You're being going to be Nimshach Achar Avodah Zarah. And there's a chashad, a mara sign that it looks like maybe you're going into worship of Avodah Zarah. Three reasons why you can't go into a base of Avodah Zarah. The Ram applies it to Christianity. Therefore, Christianity is Avodah Zarah. Osim HaTawadim Tanas Mashiach Hanotzrim is Avodah Zarah. Therefore, the base of Avodah Zarah would apply to a church. You can't go into a church. That's the Rambam's approach. This is the famous Rambam where the Ram says Christianity is considered Avodah Zarah. Victor, we asked a good question, but before Victor's question, we'll take other questions. But Victor, we asked a good question. How could anybody disagree? How could anybody disagree? Tosfos seems to disagree. It might be a machokas. Tosfos in the Rambam. We have to see Tosfos. Lenny. Two questions. One is what you're saying about God. We do seem to, at least in the Torah, say there are other gods. Or at least recognize that there are other gods. We say our God is the God, but there are other gods. And what would you, what would you say that that means? That means there's two possibilities. One is there are lesser gods. Right. Or that those other gods, we recognize that people you know, think there are other gods, but we clearly don't believe that. And why would you use the term other gods then? You might say other, other idols, I would think. You right. You use the word other gods. Right. So that's, that's, that's right. one question. Rashi on the, on the Aseris Hadibros in this last week's Parsha deals with the term Elohim Acherim. Rashi says, what do you mean other gods? What other gods are we talking about? Rashi says, no. You're, he says, you're second pshat. There's no such thing as other gods. It means the gods that other people consider as gods. We never always use the term Elohim acherim. Because Elohim, such an interesting term for God. We've discussed this before. Elohim? First of all, Elohim is plural. How can you use the term Elohim for God if Elohim is a plural term for God? It's like the worst term you could possibly use. Why would the Torah choose Bracious Bora Elohim? I shouldn't say because it, it refers to God. But, but that's, that means gods. So interesting. Yudke Vavke, that's when we talk about Hashem, we talk about Yudke Vavke. That's the name that's used. And yet the Torah often, in the Aseris had, in, in, in my separations, uses that term. Doesn't even use the term Yudke Vavke, which we don't pronounce. Until you get to, to Shabbos, but the first six days is all the Elohim. Second, second I'm sorry, I think in Vayichulu it's also Elohim. I think until you get to, to pass Vayichulu, it's. So it could be that Elo, the reason why we use that term Elohim, which means God's, Elohim Achirim, which could also refer to Hashem Himself, is because that's the term where God creates the world where things are very unclear, where there could be a possibility of someone thinking that there are other gods. In other words, the reason why God, we use that term when God's creating the world, because when God creates the world, part of what He creates is the, the hiddenness of the world, where one can actually come to the conclusion that there's not one God. So he used the term, more than one God. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the God that's in control, that's hidden. The, have you heard the, the idea that Teva, Hashem is, you know, is Elmalamana Teva, Yudke Vavke, but Elokim is always Teva. Why is Elohim Teva? That's exactly the point. Teva means nature. Nature means, it's not clear. You can argue. There are plenty of atheists around. There are plenty of the Avodah around. So when we're creating a world which has the possibility of one who's in control but allows 
for a mistake to happen, for, for, for one to think that there are other gods, we use the term Elohim. Which also means, by the way, a judge. It means, it also refers to a human being. Elohim lo tekalel. Don't curse, not that guy, it means don't curse a judge. So the term Elohim is an interesting term, but it doesn't really only mean God. It means the God who's in control in a world where you could possibly think that there's more than one God. Yes, Warren. So while we may consider Christianity um, something of um, of Odizara, they certainly don't consider themselves as a religion of Odizara. I mean, they consider themselves sort of part of the the Abrahamic tradition. Yes. And kind of monotheistic with the, the addition of a son. You know, kind of. And I don't know enough about the whole okay. Religion. Okay. Um, so I'm trying. I guess what I'm trying to sort out yes. is that um, they look at themselves as allied with us in the sense that you know we're part of the monotheistic tradition, and so I'm trying to understand how we're turning that and looking at them as saying, "No, this is not monotheistic. This is a Mozart. And I mean, is it possible you can have someone that you know? And that person considers you his best friend. But you know that he's really not your best friend. <laughs> so, why, why should... I'm not sure why one's perspective on how they view themselves should have an impact on whether that is correct or not. I mean, just... Right? I mean, so I thought we were best friends. You're like, well, you know... We're really not. Now, again, I'm not talking about friendship here. I'm just saying, just because, just because you have you have you have one perspective, having a certain you know perspective of the world and of what they've been doing, it could be that again, that doesn't mean you have to go to work. We're not going to work and, and putting up a big sign. But the, according to the Ram, the Ram understands that uh, that it's considered a desire. That it is. It is a little bit funny, especially if you have relationships. With people who are Christian, but that doesn't mean that they're not all there. Doesn't mean we didn't say you can't be friends with them, you can't have relationships with them. It just means that they're all the avodas are. One second. Oh, we'll have to get to Tosfos. That's that's Victor's question. We have to get Tosfos. We have to see Tosfos. First of all, we have to see what Tosfos says, and we have to see if Tosfos really said it, because the Noda Behuda looks at Tosfos and says, "You th- you think Tosfos said this? He didn't say it." So now we really have to look at Tosfos inside. Clear. Yes, Sam. I think I heard someone like that. We of some Judaism make a distinction between the Roman Catholics or the Protestant versus the Eastern Orthodox. Because one means that have all these. The, the, I, listen, I, I, you think that this a student recently called me? Yeah, not so recently, a few years ago. He says he's taking Tai Chi. You know, Tai Chi is an old form of, uh, of exercise, of martial art, you can call it. So, um, can you take the Tai Chi? I said, well, why, what's, the, why, what's the question? He says, well, the, the room that we go into is filled with idols. And before we, before we, you know... So, first of all, that in itself is a whole big problem, obviously. But also, in addition to that, before we start to, ex- before we start to do the Tai Chi, you know, we bow down to the, you know, we, we, we lower our heads to, the, you know, to these idols. But I don't believe in any of it. I said, I think that you should take Tai Chi in a different place. <laughs> you can't go into such a room with this idol. So, there's definitely, the older forms of worship were definitely what we would call the, um, the traditional forms of Avodazar, where there's real idols, real Buddhas that you're bowing down to, and 
and that you certainly, if, certainly if you ascribe greatness and power to them, that's certainly what we would call Avodazara. Now Avodazara over the last few thousand, two thousand years has become more aligned with, with Yahadus. It has become more aligned. Where we're not bowing down to idols per se. We don't believe that idols have any power per se. But, um, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that it's not about the Zara. It doesn't mean it's not about the Zara. So you can definitely make distinctions. And by the way, we are going to make distinctions. We're going to see, tell us, then we're going to see the Me'iri. That's really fascinating, but obviously we can't do everything in one day. Yeah. Imagine a hypothetical religion that was identical to our religion. Everything is the same. The only difference is that at their Bimba or at their Arakosh, it is a statue of Hashem. I think so. so I think then, so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the sta- I'm not sure if the statue itself. I mean, I don't know what a statue of Hashem would mean, but but you have Kruvim. We do have we do have images in the Mishkan. We have an Aron. We have Kruvim. But those images are given to us, and the only reason we would ever make them is because God told us to make those images. Yeah. So, but if you're bowing down to an image thinking that the image has some type of power, then that's well, certainly right. a problem. Right, right. The truth is, but what you're, what you're saying is actually something that, is, that was actually happened. What, you, what you're suggesting, this hypothetical religion, actually happened. It's called Christianity. Because from what I understand, the early Christians did not immediately knock out all the mitzvahs. And, the early Christians just said, we have the same 630 mitzvahs, except for one small detail. God had a son, his name is Jesus, and we're going to also worship or go through him. He's going to be the, the mediate. So that's, it's, and then eventually we altered the religion, or they altered the religion to such an extent that it's completely different now. It wasn't just the image. It wasn't just the image, but... Right, into different parts. Right. What? Egel Azov, right, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a question whether Egel Azov per se was really what we would call Avodah Zarah. Right? What, what exactly did they do? Ravam says it was Avodah Zarah. They gave power to this, to this image, to this graven image. Um, it could be that that's not, you know, it could be that uh, the Ramban, I think, disagrees. The Ramban says it wasn't really Avodah Zarah, it was that they were using Egel Azov as, a, as an intermediary. So that already sounds like Christianity in a sense, right? Using Jesus as an intermediary. So maybe that could be part of the discussion. Yes, Lenny. If if Yayan, if the whole or the major reason for Yayan was the socialization and, and we're here of our human yeah. then they would have outlawed any kind of liquor. They do. They do. Yeah, the Rambam talks about that. The Rambam says you really shouldn't be ha- having any uh, liquor, certainly in a place where there's socialization going on. Yeah, it's not just wine. That's what the Rambam says. So Brought down in Shulchan Aruch. So just have a schnapps with a non-Jewish guy. It's, real, it's a problem. Who? You can maybe walk into a bar. I wouldn't suggest it, but you can walk, to walk into a bar and have drinks with a non-Jewish person. The Shulchan Aruch says it's clearly usher. Clearly a problem. Clearly it's a problem. Clearly, sure that's a problem. Sure, it wouldn't make sense otherwise. Of course, that's, that's part of the problem. It's part of the issue of the chastis. We'll have to learn that. We'll have to learn that also. We have to go over that. Anyway, so where we're up to, where we're up to, where we're up to, I know we can go on for a long time. We're just getting started. What we're up to is that the Rambam clearly says, clearly says, that the religion called Christianity and all forms related to it, right, are, is considered avodazara. Therefore, of course, one can't worship like a Christian. That would be avodazara, b'chayv misa. And there's Yahar Vayavar to worship like a Christian. Of course, that's clear. But even to go into a base of Odazara, that would include a church. Because that's where Christians worship. 
And since you can't go into a base of Adazara, why? For the three reasons that we mentioned. See, of course you can't go into a church. The only question, the only question is then, still the question is, <coughs> does anybody disagree with his concept of Christianity? First question. And if they do disagree, then maybe according to them you could go into a church. The same way maybe you can go into a mosque, right? Go into a mosque and go into a church. So, does anybody disagree with that? Number one. Number two, how do we pass? And number three, even if you hold like the Ram that it is a base of Odazara, it's not a Odazara, you're not worshipping it, you're just going in. So, are there exceptions to the rule? Can you go in for Sakana? And let's, let's draw the line. Can you go in just because you're touring? Can you go in because I have my business meetings there? So, we have to see a Ritva, and we have to see um, the Tosfos, we have to see the Me'iri, we have to see some of the, the Chuvas from Rav Moshe. What is it you talk about now worshipping Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. It's called, the, according to Ram, that's called the Vodazara, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's why, that's why I mentioned the past, this, this movie, it might not be a chashad of worship, but you can violate the other two Averis by seeing such a movie. Or you're being nimshach acharav vodazara. That's me, right? That's me. And and Yisrael Hanod, that's exactly correct. Absolutely. It's it's a real problem. I remember when the first movie came out, so I remember, you know, people were asking, can you see the movie? Some people went to see the movie. The the Rabbanim were like, you've got to be crazy. You're going to see such a movie? You're nimshach. You feel, you feel bad, the person's being killed, you feel bad, you, you know, you have a certain chemla, rachamim for the avodazara, and you start, that's how, that's how, that's how, that's how a person is drawn towards avodazara. It's a big, a major problem. Major problem. Anyway, so next week in Mitz Hashem, we'll continue with Tosos, we'll hopefully get to the Meiri. Fascinating stuff, great questions, and we'll continue Mitz Hashem.